up, everyone? My name is Melissa McCack, and I'm here with my brother, Justin Maycack. Hey, everybody. This is Room 51, where we talk about all things board gaming. And today, we're coming at you with a Speak Up Game of the Month, where we talk Ooh. about one game of our choice for this month that we feel is not necessarily underrated, but we, we feel like it doesn't get enough love. Maybe it came in with a yeah. bang and then just left without a trace, okay? Uh, People should still be talking about this game. <laughs> yes, yeah. Or maybe it is underrated. I don't know, yeah. right? Um, For some reason, it's not being spoken about enough. Yes, yes. And it's not just about games that have just recently come out or anything like that. This is just games overall of ever that were made that we at least know of and have played. All right. Yes. So, Justin, why don't you kick it off? All right. So, <clears throat> this game is, I think it mainly gets attention for its look on the table. It has a very unique look. It's like a little bit of a showpiece, in my opinion, just from its uniqueness. Uh, it's a two-player abstract strategy. Shobu. Okay. All right. I, I want to come off like saying that Shobu gets no love it's definitely not like that the game that's a decent amount of love i don't hear it being recommended often at all if like i i rarely really hear it being brought up when people are talking about abstract strategies or just board gaming in general it's not one that that's spoken about much but it's uh it's a fun chill pretty thinky abstract strategy where you're moving rots along on these boards and so uh, each player will have two boards on their side and then two boards on their opponent's side. And essentially, the boards on your side, you're like playing defense, and the boards on the other side, you're playing offense. You're trying to push your opponent's rots off, but stop your rots from being pushed off on this side. And essentially, the way it works is, however I move my rot on the board close to me, I then have to move my rot on the board away from me on my opponent's side. Uh, and they're literally, they're rots on these nice wooden boards with like a rope in the middle. Uh, it's a really cool, unique build for a game. It's nice and simple. It, like most abstract strategies, really easy to learn, hard to master. I think it has interesting decision-making throughout the game. Keeps me engaged each time. I don't know why this one doesn't get as uh, spoken about as I think it should be. But yeah, I really liked it. Shobu. Yeah, I actually kind of forgot about that game. I don't think I've ever played it. I knew uh, when it first came out, I knew about it a little bit, and then I saw you playing it, and it looked cool. I think that abstract strategy games don't tend to get a whole lot of love usually anyway. Yeah. But then this one really sort of, I guess, like fell under the radar. Like it came in, and everybody was like, oh, yeah, it's like this, this cool like little rock abstract strategy game. And then like, poof, gone, done. Yeah, and I think a part of it is even with my feelings towards the game, it's not one that hits, like, my top three abstract strategy games, for example, you know? It, it's just a fun, chill abstract strategy, but I think because it's not this major abstract strategy for me, it it's not that it's spoken about as much by me, and maybe that starts to repeat for others as well. Like, for example, Santorini, Onitama, uh, Hive. Those are some games that get a lot of loves in the abstract strategy yeah. category, and I think it's because it hits people's list pretty high when it comes to abstracts. So, yeah, it's also interesting that those abstracts uh, hit a little bit higher. They have a little bit more theme injected yes. into them. 
you know, I think that's a Shobu's big piece got of it. nothing. It's just Absolute rocks. Zero. It's literally just yeah. rocks that, <laughs> and a rope. That's the thing, though. Shobu is the game that when you see it on the table, I do think people would come over and be like, what's happening over mm-hmm. here? This looks interesting kind of It thing. does. It, it does look interesting. Yeah. It looks zen. I, I would put this on, like, a toffee table or something. Yes. Like, have it set up like that. Yeah. Nice. All right. Cool. My Speak Up Game of the Month is actually a Stonemeyer game. And this game, I think, has... Stonemeyer comes out with really major games, right? Where, you know, like, you've got your scythe, viticulture, even Charterstone, things like that, where... You know, people tend to say, like, how much they love these games or it is on everybody's minds kind of thing, right? It's in your face. But this game, I don't know, something about it. It just didn't quite hit the masses for some reason. I'm talking about Euphoria. So Euphoria is really cool, I think. It's this worker placement game that goes up to six. Yeah, six players. It holds six players. It It plays in an hour which is awesome. It's a worker placement where you are trying to build a better dystopia and you have little dice, custom made dice. They are cool looking dice. I feel like the the look of the game is very cool. Um, But yeah, and so the dice are your workers because the number, the pips on the die face dictates how smart that worker is. And you want to keep your workers dumb because if they're too smart, then they figure out that they're in a dystopia. You want to make sure, you want them to think that they're not right, like they're living this euphoric life. Um, so you want to keep them dumb. That way, they keep working for you, so you could create that better dystopia. And it's just really cool. And you're trying to like bump up your allegiance track. You're trying to get your factions and everything uh, settled. Uh, and ultimately, you're trying to spread your influence and get uh, enough stars out. It's a race, essentially. Yeah. It's a it's a race to. Uh, get all 10 of your stars out onto the board, I think it is, uh, which is really cool to me. So it's a worker placement race game that plays in about an hour. And the uh, the uh, Automa? Yes. <laughs> the <it>. Automa <laughs> in this game is really good. I love playing this game solo too. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I feel like this doesn't even really hit people's like solo lists. Uh, yeah. I really enjoy the solo mode in this game. I enjoy it more than Scythe solo mode. Because I feel like, as opposed to Scythe, Scythe solo mode is okay, although it's a little bit difficult to understand uh, the movement aspect, I feel. But it doesn't quite feel as though I'm playing in like a normal game with human players because they're so much more aggressive, the AI. The AI in Euphoria it kind of feels almost the same as though I'm playing with human players. Of course, there's differences, but it feels very similar in in feel of uh, what the gameplay is like when playing with human players. So yeah. I really enjoy this game, Uto- uh, Euphoria, Utopia, Euphoria. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. That's a really fun one. Uh I think of all the Snowmire games, that's the one that goes the least recognized. Probably, I think so. <laughs> The only guess I can make is there's two luck aspects in the game. So when you retrieve your workers, you have to roll them. And if you roll high, you know, you maybe took a little bit of a risk and you rolled high and it winds up making that you lose one of your workers. Maybe people aren't a huge fan of that. And then the other thing, 
And this one I don't understand for the game is having it that for the objectives that require three artifacts, if you have two of the same kind, you can use that instead because it's just a luck based on draw. I don't fully understand why that's in there. With those two aspects, I view as maybe those aren't as great. The same, the game is still really good in my opinion. It's really solid, and it's it's a term that I use a lot with board gaming board games that I like. It's snappy. I love it when the game snappy. is snappy. I love when turns are just going through. Just do something cool, next person cool. And you just keep going and going. I, I love that when it's just a very quick roundabout. Um, so I don't understand. I think that this game should be getting more love. I think sure. so. The two things that you mentioned, the <clears throat> if you roll too high for your workers, yeah, there's some luck involved. There's, there's, I would say push your luck involved in a way, but you could even manage that, right? Because you could bring down your knowledge track. Yeah, I agree with you that. Know? So th there's ways to mitigate that. So I'm, I'm okay with that. With the artifacts, I think that the expansion actually fixes that problem. So I'm mostly just talking about the base game. We haven't played um, a lot of the expansion. The expansion is also what makes it solo. Uh, I should right. mention that. I actually forgot that that was only in the expansion. That might be um, why also yeah. it doesn't uh, hit. Yeah. yeah, the expansion brings a lot of really cool things to this game. Uh, but one of the things, it, it actually kind of mitigates even the artifacts problem of like right. oh if you gain if you have doubles so for some reason doubles is like a huge thing in this game yeah i wonder uh, why I, I is know. that explained in the rule book uh it might be but i don't really remember right. but either way i think that the expansion fixes both of those problems uh because it adds rules where it's like those things are mitigated so yeah i don't know that's my yeah. speak up give me the month i liked it i definitely agree with that one all right. Well, this has been another Speak Up Game of the Month. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. You can follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at our new uh, social media name. This is Room 51. You could also follow our Facebook page, Room 51, Room 51 Facebook page. Uh, we are also now on Twitch. We live stream every Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we've been playing rolling rights with everybody who's been watching, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, what is this airing? I think Room this 51 week. Room 51 Live. Oh, Room 51 Live. That's yeah. what it's called. Yeah, yes, it. on Twitch. <laughs> on Twitch, we are called Room 51 Live. If you want to go ahead, follow that to get the notifications whenever we go live. Uh, that would be cool. Pop in the chat. We would love to hang out with all of you. Anyway, that's it for this episode we'll catch you next time you've been listening to room 51